On today's episode, we talk with Heresy from the Star Wars 5e Discord about their involvement with creating species for the Star Wars 5e system. Hello and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters, a podcast discussing everything Star Wars 5e. My name is Todd, I've got Tegan here, and we're looking forward to jumping into hyperspace with you. Let's go! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters Podcast, Episode 27. How you doing, Tegan? Doing pretty well. Uh, just really uh, kind of uh, working on a new campaigns, getting all the fine details set, and looking forward to starting it off. Yeah, you and I both have some new campaigns coming up, so lots of prep work there, and just getting ready for that, definitely. Today, uh, we've got a heresy from the Star Wars 5e Discord that will be joining us for an interview uh, to talk about their involvement with the system, and uh, you likely would know them from all the species that they create. So uh, we've got a great interview that we're going to uh, have with them later on. Uh, but before that, a few announcements and whatnot for on our end. Uh, a couple new Patreons, shout out to 42Monkeys and Benjamin Taylor. Thank you very much to you both for your support there. Uh, if you would like to support us uh, via Patreon, you can do so by finding us on DungeonJediMasters.com. And uh, you have links to all of our content, including that Patreon. And uh, along with supporting this podcast and our other content, uh, you do receive some Patreon-exclusive uh, content such as uh, custom NPCs, custom adventures, and things like that. Uh, we do give out some freebies as well for everyone, and uh, we gave out the party tracker recently, and I just went and made some updates to that. So if you've already been using that, go ahead and check that out on the Patreon again uh, for the updated version. A couple of tweaks there that I think will help, including form fillable, so it's pretty nice. Uh, I think that's everything on our end. Tegan, I'll throw it over to you. We have a new variant rule for the system, which is pretty cool. Tell us about that. Definitely. Yeah, so the new variant rule is uh, the wound system, uh, which is just kind of a cool resource to provide a little bit of, uh, for lack of a better word, realisticness uh, to combat. Uh, basically, what this rule set will do uh, is if you get your character, if he goes down to zero hit points and begins making death-saving throws... Uh, basically, when you start uh, hit that zero uh, hit points, you're going to make another DC 10 Constitution saving throw. On a success, you're perfect. Nothing happens. Uh, but uh, the DC of it will, for the consecutive saving throw, will increase by five. Uh, if you do fail that save, uh, you're going to suffer one wounded level. Uh, and basically, what that means is you gain one death saving throw for one each wound that you have. Uh, so if you've got one wound, you've already failed that death saving throw. Uh, two wounds, you've got two failures, and if you have three wounds and go back down, you're you're down for the count. Um, this is one of, I, I'm actually going to be using this in my upcoming campaign. Uh, it's just one of those ones that kind of just adds that little little extra realness and will kind of because uh, one of the things I find not annoying but just kind of breaks immersion a little bit for me as a DM is when you're playing the kind of up down game with your PCs or uh, you got the healer just bringing people up and just kind of near death and have them pop back up just to get popped back down. Uh, and now this will give a little bit of consequence, a little extra, uh, little extra damage to it. Uh, but the nice thing, though, is if you take a long rest, uh, it clears all of that. 
or actually you don't even need to take a long rest if your hit points are restored to maximum uh you're able to get rid of any wounds that you have very nice yeah that's a cool rule i think i might have to consider that for my own campaign uh upcoming as well so i think yeah i don't think anyone would would disagree that you know death isn't as much of a consequence as it could be in in 5e uh you know you look at some other systems maybe some of the older school uh games that definitely it was you know you die and you you roll up a new character that was just the way it was so but i think uh this definitely introduces a cool way to have some consequences as you said to your actions and things and and uh not just let players think they can you know kind of do whatever they want so very cool after that, uh, we do have two new Dungeon Jedi Master Spotlights uh, to recognize fellow DMs out there in their campaigns. So thank you again for those submissions. Uh, we have uh, first one from me is uh, Vesh. They have uh, been playing 5e for a little under two years now, and uh, this is the first time DMing. So that's very cool. Always nice to break into that. And their campaign name is Star Wars Cold War. Quick description on that. It is 11 years after the signing of the Treaty of Coruscant, and a group of desperate individuals, an exiled Jedi, an Imperial spy, a shipless Keldor captain, a memory-wiped assassin droid, an Ikachi cybertech whiz, and an inspiring Togruta bounty hunter, are sucked into a galactic chase for an ancient holocron. They've survived drops into Rancor pits, Imperial laboratories, crime-based suffocation, unkillable Gendai, ancient dark Jedi tests, and derelict alien cruisers. All of this on their way to uncover the secrets of a dark counselor and fight a war before it can start. Very cool description there. Lots going on. Uh, Sounds like a cool campaign. Uh, They have played 26 sessions so far, about one a week uh, for the last six months. So they've definitely been going at it. That's awesome. And they are running uh, eight players. So a larger uh, party size here compared to what we've had. And they are at level... Oh, sorry, backwards. Six level eight players. So they have six players, uh, but they are level eight. So very cool. Uh, Tegan, I'll throw it over to you for the other one. Definitely. So we've got another first-time GM here. Uh, this is uh, Jeff. Uh, he's had three years of 5e player experience, but this is kind of his first time DMing as he's uh, jumping into the Star Wars 5e system. Uh, the campaign's name is the Crystal Heist of uh, Srilur. Probably butchered it, uh, but uh, the campaign description, uh, basically the party all ends up on Srilur uh, for whatever reason, uh, as it's a hyperspace truck stop. Uh, the Empire sets up a major blockade, trapping the party and impounding their ship. Uh, it seems the Empire is looking everywhere for a stolen shipment of Kyber crystals. Uh, fingers are pointed at the Black Sun, as well as Rebel presence. Party is able to pick who they want to ally themselves with uh, to obtain the Kyber and put an end to the search so they can get back off planet. Uh, the campaign has been uh, 10 sessions so far, uh, four to six PCs that are about uh, levels four to five, uh, and they're currently not streaming. Very cool. Good concept there as well. Uh, you know, from both of those, as we say every week, love hearing hearing your guys' ideas and campaign concepts. So uh, continue if you want to send us in what you guys are doing with your your campaign, and we'd love to feature you in this segment. With that, I think we can jump into uh, our main main part of the episode, our interview with Heresy. Uh, looking forward to that. 
All right, so uh, we have uh, Killian here, uh, better known as Heresy on the Star Wars 5e Discord. Uh, Heresy, thank you so much for being here. Happy to be here. So uh, as most of you would know, Heresy, uh, they do a huge amount of species creations for Star Wars 5e. Uh, do you know what your tally is up to by now? Oh, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Like, the ones that have been accepted, there have been maybe like 10, maybe. I couldn't tell you exactly. But with the ones that I've put in my like other compendium, probably over 100. Nice. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> There's lots, yeah. Of, lots of them out there, so... Yeah, not including any like notes of others that I haven't done. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, you know, I've, I kind of personally, I came into this, I'm like, man, why, why do we need all these species, you know? And then as I've consumed more and more content within the Star Wars universe, I'm like, oh, that's a cool species. Okay. And then like, and then of course, you've already created those. So it's just, it's funny. And so I can see, <laughs> uh, you know, the allure I preemptively have created species for you to be like, oh, neat. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Like the Terrison, for example, I uh, looked those up and hey, surprise, surprise, Heresy had that done. So Yeah, that was one of my first ones I ever did, actually. The, nice. So are you familiar ones. with uh, that campaign where they come from? Not too particularly, actually. Okay. So yeah, just that was just the one that I'm running. And so I just thought that was a cool coincidence, I guess, if you will. Tell us about, you know, how you've gotten into tabletops in general. Uh, you know, what anything outside of uh, 5e and, and whatnot, and how long you've been doing that stuff? If I had to guess, probably four years I've been doing tabletop stuff in general, starting with just, like, D&D &D 5e. Um, that's 90% of what I play, DM or player or otherwise. But recently, I've been um, playing a game with the Age system, the Expanse role-playing game, which is very fun, would recommend. Very cool. And not, not something I'm familiar with, but we'll check it out. I'm trying to learn mutants and masterminds right now. Emphasis on trying. <laughs> I've heard hard. that's a fun one. I heard it's pretty complicated, though. It, yeah, too. It's, it's very, very complicated, but it looks very fun. Awesome. Uh, so you mentioned playing and DMing. Uh, what's your mix of that right now? Right now, I have one on and off story that I'm DMing, but mostly I'm playing in a couple campaigns, like two, maybe three. Nice. I have to remember exactly. I think three. Nice. And do you prefer one or the other? I, I just haven't had as much experience with DMing. So right now I like being a player more, but I'm trying to get more used to DMing. It's, it's been fun the times that I have done it. That's fun. It's definitely an addiction. The more uh, I love playing, but the more I DM, like that's my favorite side of the table to be on. Yeah, I, it's it's very satisfying. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, I I completely echo that statement, Tegan. Uh, you know, I, as you said, it's it's addicting. You just you want to keep running that, and you get to you're constantly participating in the game. Uh, you know, you're managing everything. So yeah. So once you uh, get a little more time on that other side of the table, Heresy, uh, we'll ask you again, and and then we'll see if. Uh, you know, that's your new addiction in regards oh, to Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. It's been fun <laughs> the times that I have done it, and hopefully I'll be doing it more. Yeah. So uh, you have some Star Wars games. That is that 
a couple of your games you're playing in are Star Wars Five. Unfortunately, no. no. I've wanted to for so long. I have not been in like no. I that's no. That's a lie. I have been in one, but it was only for a couple of sessions before it kind of fell apart. Nice. So but you're just you're just pumping out this content for us, and you don't even get. I to haven't enjoy played now. a full like formal Star Wars Five E campaign yet. Oh man! Well, uh, you can you can uh, come play some one shots. That's for sure. There's always uh, room for that. So. Oh, I, I always forget about those. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. But uh, so jump in on some of those. Well, what uh, what would you play in a Star Wars game? Favorite class or anything like that? Or I guess actually, <sighs> let's start with what's your favorite species? How dare you! <laughs> How dare you? I can't pick from my children. I mean, yeah, you said over 100, so I can imagine. I can't pick. Um, favorite one... Mm. I'm actually trying to think about this. I actually oh, I want to see. One of the favorites I saw you... Uh, I, think, I think it got approved recently. Is the one that I've been uh, kind of procrastinated about building myself. But I, I saw that you did the Ren species, and that's one of my yes. favorite ones in Star Wars. Uh, so I was happy you brought that into existence. <laughs> I had that's that's actually one of the ones I was gonna bring up. I really like the Rin, the the monkey boys. Just I've always wanted to do them, but I've never really figured out how didn't really figure out how to do them right. But once it came around, I was like, oh, oh, this makes sense now. And then it just kind of got out there. But the Rin, I really like. I really like the what are they called? I'm on the website right now, scrolling to remember their name. <laughs> Kubaz. That was the first species I did, and I really okay. like how those are. Those out. those the ones with the mask snout, right? The um, they have the the snouts and yeah. the goggles. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. Kind of anteater look. <laughs> yeah, the anteater imperial spy. Yeah. Um, but class, I really like operatives. <laughs> operatives are really fun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, lots of, you know, the traditional rogue from Five E. You know, they can do quite a bit. So it's very. Nice. I've been coming around to Sentinel a lot recently, playing around with just like dadding characters up, but generally operatives are fun. Absolutely. And I know, I think operative is one of them that's getting a couple changes, right? It is in the next update. It's getting the um, quite quote unquote invocations. I don't that's remember right. what the operatives were called, but. Nice. Yeah, it'd be a good addition. I know a uh, little preview out there that. Uh, yeah, coming up here when that update goes live, we'll definitely discuss all that stuff. Tell us how you kind of got how do you, how did you come across Star Wars Five E and and then you know I know everyone knows that you can just jump into it and just create content on your own. You don't really need an invitation, but uh, you know, tell us how that yeah, came about for you. Um, just to be specific, do you mean joining the whole community in general or starting to make some stuff for it? Uh, kind of yeah, both. Like how did how did you come across Star Wars Five E? And then, yeah, then you can talk about, uh, you know, getting into starting to build your species. Yeah. I couldn't say exactly. I think it was just a couple years ago or something. I was just looking around for Star Wars 5e conversions to just see what's out there because I hadn't really seen a lot. And I was just getting back into the Star Wars and just wanted to experiment around. Found, like, one of the really, really old players' handbooks that had like that was very bare bones and everything and then i saw the discord link one thing led to another and that's and the about the time that i joined was about when everything was kind of speeding up in terms of progress of um 
just whatever, just the whole operation was starting to speed up about the time I was joining, so I kind of got thrown in headfirst. Nice. Yeah, I think it does feel like, because I think, Tegan, you and I, I feel like we joined about the same time, and it wasn't a lull, but it was it was right before that that ramp up. It was like... Definitely. It, you know, it just, something hit, and then it seemed like it, it just gained enough traction, and then boom, you know, there's this content coming out the walls from different people, and, and it took like, off. Like, once the website went live, that really helped. Yeah. Oh, for sure, oh, yeah. So. Made life a lot easier, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so nice absolutely i you know I, I need to bookmark the conditions page because conditions are just one thing i just still haven't learned yet but it's know, just, it's hard to keep them all yeah like together especially with the slow and you know other mechan- other conditions that weren't in regular 5e so so you stumbled across the game and then you know then how did you get into how did you decide or get into making the species is this something you've done with other systems or you just no, saw this that the there's first an homebrew that i've personally created was okay. for star wars 5e i've done a little more outside of it now but mostly it's been it's mostly been this star wars 5e mainly because i looked at the species list and i didn't see the kubaz the little anteater boys that i really liked and it was like I want to do that. Yeah. So I just asked questions in the chat obsessively, which I still do, but and <laughs> eventually led to what came out. Nice. Of this anteater boy. Nice. Yeah. It's funny. I I looking back to some of my like original questions or posts when I joined was the Defle was one because you know the the original Thrawn trilogy the yes. Defle was you know such yes. a big part of that and I'm like where's this species at. Oh well, maybe I'll just try and make it. I never got around to it, but uh, you know, I, I think I made I made my own version of it. I didn't like it. <laughs> Looking back on it, I really didn't like how it's it turned out. So I'm glad encapsulate. they used a diff- someone else's that they made. That's a hard species to balance, right? Yeah. Well, honestly, when when I remembered that the um, wait, the original one, the Defo was first posted in this for Star Wars Five E. Like the um the official version, it didn't have any invisibility mechanic, which is kind of the devil's whole th- devil's whole thing, is mm-hmm. that they're like they bend light to turn invisible, and so then I then I literally just remembered that the fearbolg have that trait, the bonus action turn invisible, and I was like just and there's room for it, so just put it in, <laughs> and yeah, so that's there you, go. that you got the turn invisible. Very nice. So. Tell us more about your process, uh, you know, researching the species themselves. Uh, I, so I know that there's, uh, for anybody else out there uh, that isn't familiar with it, there is sort of a uh, guideline checklist, uh, a point system uh, for these features and things that uh, you come up with. But uh, try and give us uh, you know, an idea of your process when you come up with a new species. Well, generally, at least for in the context of Star Wars 5e, it's mainly going through um, and just finding a, a species that looks pretty neat. Let's take the Terrasons, for example. I thought they were pretty neat. These reptile boys that could always sense the Force. That's really cool. The process after that is going and pulling up that point checklist to see how many points in this kind of guideline different traits for a species could be. So then, like, initially it's like, oh, what would the ability score increase be? And just some base stuff like that. But then for certain other traits, you kind of have to play around with it and see what you want to do with it. Like, I think my original version of the Terrasins for their 
The Terrasins have this ability that lets them always sense the force around them for to a certain radius. I forget exactly, maybe 30 feet. And I wasn't exactly sure how to go about showing that in the species well. I think one of my original versions was just it casted this one force power once per day, which didn't really do what I wanted. And just mm-hmm. and it had this really complex and overly complex advantage check about their translucent like chameleon scales that was yeah. needlessly complex for no reason. And so for a while I just scrapped that and then came back to the drawing board. I forget who originally said it, but their suggestion for the um, chameleon scales was just stealth proficiency and then the Mask of the Wild trait that the Ewoks had. So I was like, oh, that that works. Can go back to it, rework everything, and then once it comes out how it feels, when it feels right when it comes out, that's about when I realize, like, no, that's good. That's good. When when I put it out there and, like, stop making little minute edits to it, mm-hmm. that's, that's, it's, it's turned out how, about how I want it to. Yeah. I can imagine nice. that you could just kind of endlessly edit and edit. I still do. Yeah. I'm definitely a tinkerer <laughs> one of my, myself. One yeah. of my oldest ones that I, but I will never stop editing is the Skakoans, the, um, Watt Tambor species from, mm episode two they're like they're like big and then these big bulky pressure suits and okay. i've always wanted to like i i have it's in my compendium and i have them done but i never stop editing it because it's always like what about this i don't know how this yeah, is supposed to work right. and yeah xyz so i will never stop editing that one <laughs> nice so you uh i assume that you definitely reference you know lore material out there wikipedia and things like that right when you're looking at at these features wikipedia is the first step and then from there i'll look for other sources other than just the wiki because i'll be off because oftentimes there won't have a there won't be a lot of info on there right so go to other pages like other summaries of books or um the star wars saga edition version of that species if that exists just to cross-reference and that usually turns out pretty well. Nice. Yeah. And, it, you know, you've mentioned a few times just, you know, I think somebody that's trying to do this themselves, looking at the other features that other species already have. You mentioned the one for um, something that the Ewok had and just using that. And you just, you know, maybe tweak it a little bit, throw a different name on it and, and whatever. And then, of course, how, how often do you look back to traditional 5e monsters for inspiration? All- all the time, yeah. constantly. That's that's one thing I will always remember realizing when making homebrew for these kind of species, especially for Star Wars 5e. If you're looking for something, step one is go back and look at existing like 5e Dungeons & Dragons races, because mm-hmm. they will have more stuff than you remember. That's and it will always you have stuff. It's definitely a lot easier to cannibalize something than I have to try to kind of come with it from scratch. Uh, I've done the same thing with building monsters. If you can just find something kind of kind of works, you can kind of fit it in so much easier. So one or two tweaks mechanically to fit the system better if need be. Otherwise, you can literally just copy-paste the text there. Yep. Yeah, I took... Uh, the Monster Manual was one of the last books I picked up. I uh, just... You know, I was just... It, really, because I think I spent more time in Star Wars 5e, but I finally picked it up. 
I wanted to, you know, have that core trilogy and just flipping through it. And yeah, you know, so much inspiration there because all this stuff already exists. So uh, absolutely. It's easy to repurpose. Yep. Mm -hmm. Which is convenient. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. It's our job easier. What, uh, what, what else could you tell anyone else out there that, uh, you know, wants to create their own species or things like that? Any, any tips or anything else that you, you'd have to say to that? The point system is your friend. Um, so (laughs) the point system that we were referring to earlier, it's called the detect balance scale. If you just type in detect balance D and D or like five E, et cetera, you can find it. It's a spreadsheet that has all the values for these species generally like species will come between a certain range for points just start there when it comes to balancing get your ideas from whatever species you want to look at let's say you find some weird weird star wars alien you want to try that start with the spreadsheet look read the wikipedia page or whatever and say like ooh, maybe this proficiency this ability etc etc and then plug that into the spreadsheet because it will help you show where in the range you are right now just from just your spitballing ideas and if it works out right there that works out perfectly but then you can start editing it and and just get a feel for it and the other big thing which has helped me with my second glances on different species is always um get a feel for the kind of the kind of species you're building just the how mechanically do you want this to feel like um let's, i have an example the yarkora it's just some one of the species that i did that have this kind of empathy ability that just it just says they're they have empathy abilities like a force power and there are a couple different empathy abilities for this different species have used um the nautilins have one the zeltrons various species have empathy abilities but for them, I wanted to go with just being able to cast a certain sense of motion force power instead of anything else, just because of the wording and how I felt about the entire species. I could have gone about it a couple different ways, but just the way that it ended up feeling in the grand scheme of the whole species, felt it felt more unified. So just look over it and see if there's different options for things. Like if a creature is tough, do you want to give it more AC, do you want to give it more hit points, constitution bonus, whatever. Just explore the different options and see what the feel is that you're going for. I think that's uh, definitely a good way to think of it. Uh, I was looking up in the background as well, buried in the pins, there's a lot of them in the species channel on the Star Wars 5e Discord, but I think there's a couple mentions of that uh, sheet. You mentioned the spreadsheet, uh, things like that. So uh, definitely just search for that on Google, but also check the pins in the species channel. And there's a lot of other, I know there's a bunch of species probably pinned by yourself and and just use that as a reference as well. It's always good to reference what people have already done. It gives Mm -hmm. you better inspiration, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, any species you're working on currently, anything coming up for you? I mean, there's one, but that's mainly... It's, I mainly haven't done it from procrastination's sake. Um, so the Tognath from Star Wars Rogue One, I've always loved them. And I have stats for them. I have all of the traits figured out. I have most of it done. The only problem is the Wikipedia page 
doesn't have a lot of info on it right now because they're a new canon species. There's not a lot of other material to draw from. By the time I release that one fully into the documents, there's not going to be a lot of info to draw on for the biology and little society page for context. All the different species have different little sections for like height and weight, home planet, the biology and appearance, society, culture, naming conventions, etc. And usually we kind of just yoink the text a lot of times for these society and biology sections, but the Togneth don't have a lot, so I'm going to have to write original stuff for those two columns, and that takes more time sometimes. <laughs> like Still the, um, the Tower Tie were one that I wrote most of the... No, I wrote all of the society for that. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> That's a new can is probably giving you a lot of trouble when it comes to yeah some yeah species. the only one I found that was easy was the Abednedo or Abednedo I don't know how you pronounce it they had enough on their sheet already that I could draw on thankfully nice. awesome very cool I definitely love hearing uh, about uh, the process and uh, you know just kind of how you've gotten in the in the game and whatnot uh, any other thoughts on on creating species or anything else like that from you Heresy? I mean, you can always try it. It never, like, I would never have thought I could have done any homebrew because I didn't have the eye for it, et cetera, et cetera. You, it's, once you get into the flow of it, it does come pretty naturally. So if you have an idea for something you want to do, do it. I know it's kind of, like, textbook inspirational, but just, you know, try it out. It's fun. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's perfect. I think that applies, uh, I think that's a great thing to end on. Uh, you know, it applies across the board. Uh, you know, I think that's how I got into into the game in general. It just said, all right, I'm going to jump in and play. And then DMing, I'm going to jump in and, and DM. And, you know, here we are. So here we are. I think that's one of, kind of the nice things about the Star Wars 5e system with it being community driven, because that's a, kind of the same way I got into uh, the homebrewing stuff as well. I never homebrewed until I picked up this system. And since there's just kind of gaps or things that weren't there that I needed, like, I picked it up and, and that was one of my favorite things to work with. Well, Heresy, thank you so much. This was great. Love having different people from the community on. So adding you to that list, uh, very glad to do so. And, uh, you know, when you get your next uh, 100 species done, maybe we'll, uh, we'll have you on again to give an update to Celebratory. see those. Yeah. And, Celebratory uh, for my obsessive homebrewing. There's just not, I think there's just not enough days, you know, for, for Galley to push, push updates with everything else going on, you know, because otherwise I'm sure you'd have a lot more officially published. So one day they'll get there. One day, one day. You're just fueling my addiction. You're enabling me. Yep, there you go. <laughs> You're just enabling me. So thank you again so very much for being on with us. And uh, we'll, we look Thanks. forward to your other thank upcoming species. Thanks so much for having me. This is really fun. I'm honored for being invited. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks thank for you. joining us. All right, so that was so much fun talking with Heresy and learning about their process with species. I hope that helps some of you guys out there that want to homebrew yourself uh, and get some inspiration on doing so. Uh, it's definitely a great way to contribute to the system. Uh, other than that, uh, next episode, we will be doing a spotlight on the monk class. Uh, very fun class uh, to, to play. So we'll, we'll give a breakdown on, on the basic features of that and, and go into some of the subclasses and things like that. So, but otherwise, uh, 
Thanks, everyone, for your support, followers, subscribers, Patreons. Check us out, DungeonJediMasters.com. And we'll see you next time. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with you.